From the four corners of Southern California, this is The Hot Seat, and you're in it with me, Max Schwartz. It starts right now. Today on the phone, I have as the first candidate for Los Angeles County Sheriff to call into the hot seat, Patrick Gomez. How are you, Mr. Gomez? Thank you very much for taking the time to call into the hot seat this afternoon. I'm doing well. Thank you, Max, for having me. My pleasure. And I would like to say that this episode starts the hot seat's pre-primary blitz, which will go until May 2nd. As I have mentioned in other episodes, I will be interviewing candidates running for the 3rd District seat of the, on the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, Los Angeles County Sheriff, and members of the Assembly for the 62nd District. So, without further ado, because I have lots of questions and not a lot of time, let's get started. Why are you running for Los Angeles County Sheriff? Well, Max, I think it's important that we change the... Uh culture within the department and have somebody who's going to restore the public trust. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of corruption. We've had 20 indictments taking place with members of the department. They're talking about more indictments. Uh, you know, we need to change the, the, the way we treat people within the department, whether we have contact with you on a traffic stop or you're housed in our jails. We need to make sure that we treat everybody with uh, dignity and respect. And you know, 70% of our inmates in the jails are pre-sentenced. They haven't even been found guilty. They're still pending uh, their, their case in court. Uh, some of them don't have the money to bail out. Uh, and uh, so when you have uh, uh, a former undersheriff that tells people, goes down and talks to the deputies and tells them, work in the gray, work right up to the line, uh, that's encouraging unethical conduct. And as a result of that, we have the... Uh, the 20 indictments, uh, we have civil rights violations that are taking place in the jails and up in Palmdale, Lancaster, uh, against minorities. Uh, we have one thing after another that's taking place. And so the message has to be clear from the sheriff to everybody within the department that we're not going to tolerate unethical conduct. We're not going to tolerate discrimination or racism or harassment of anybody uh, that we come in contact with. And so that's why I'm running. I think it's important that we send a message and we hold everybody accountable regardless of their rank. If it's an executive on the department, then they're going to be disciplined just like anybody else if they're involved in any unethical criminal or corrupt conduct. Okay, and I'm not going to make any follow-ups to that or any of your other answers or any answers provided by any of the candidates, so that way we can make sure we we ask the same question, or I ask the same questions to everybody, and I will say we will, if time allows, we will discuss those issues later. So the sheriff is the head of the of the police agency for the largest county in the country, and we just had our population surpass 10 million, and head of the largest jail system in the country. Why should the voters trust you to hold this important post, and what have you done in the past, and what do you currently do that makes you qualified for the position of sheriff? Okay. I, I retired after 31 and a half years as a lieutenant from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department in December of 2012. And um, as a lieutenant, uh, I'm not a department executive. I wasn't a department executive. I wasn't part of the BACA regime, the, the inner circle, if you will, of, as some of the other candidates are. Uh, I ran in 2002. I ran against Lee BACA in 2002, and I spoke about a lot of the issues that are problems now. The only difference is they've escalated and gotten out of control. So I wasn't afraid. I had the courage to run in 2002 and talk about the important issues. And so what I have done in the past uh, is exactly that, talk about these issues. And, and as a result of speaking out in 2002, I was retaliated against. I was denied a promotion. I was given involuntary transfers. So you name it, they did it. And, and I filed a federal lawsuit against the Sheriff's Department. It took me eight and a half years to win that battle. Uh, you know, they appealed it every process they could. And so uh, when the jury reached a unanimous verdict in my favor, 
for the first time in the history of the Sheriff's Department, uh, was successful in a First Amendment freedom of speech lawsuit uh, because they retaliated against me for what they said when I was a candidate in 2002. And so these are issues that are important to me. They've been important to me since 2002 when I ran. And um, so when I become sheriff, uh, you know, I'll be able to correct those problems. I know the department working 31 and a half years. Uh, I think it's important that it be somebody from within the department who knows the policies, the procedures. Uh, you know, we have the largest jail. You can't compare an LAPD jail to our jails. You know, we have the transportation of inmates. We have the courts. We have so many other divisions and departments within the department that other agencies don't have. And so it's important that you know the players, you know who's involved, uh, and, and you can hold people accountable because of that. Okay, and I'm going to repeat the question because you addressed one portion but not the other. Why should voters trust you to hold this important, powerful post? I think they, they have to, because I'm not part of the inner circle. I'm not part of uh, uh, Baca's inner circle. I'm not, uh, you know, if you want change, it has to be somebody who's not part of that, that inner circle, basically, because otherwise it's business as usual. There isn't going to be any change. Those people are in positions now or were where they could have implemented change and they refused to do it. Uh, so that's what I'm talking about. I'm not part of, that's where the separation is, the difference between them and I. And so, uh, again, I, I know the department. I, I know what has to be changed, and it needs to be somebody who's going to implement those changes because, like I said, they are in positions or were, and they could have prevented some of the stuff that took place. Okay, and again, I'm not going to comment. Moving on to the next question, will you run the department like it is a law enforcement agency, like a business, or like a combination of the two, and will you manage it like a law enforcement officer who holds the highest rank in the agency, or will you manage it like the manager of a business? It has to be both. It has to be both because we, uh, first of all, we have to house, by state constitution, the sheriff is responsible for housing inmates in the county jail. Nobody else is responsible for that but the sheriff. You know, contract cities and everything else are in addition to that. But our number one priority and, and under the Constitution is the housing and of inmates. So, number one, you have to run it, of course, as a law enforcement agency. But you also have to run it as a business because we are a customer service business. Every, every job that we have on this department, we are dealing with the community. We're dealing with the public, whether we talk to you because you call us and we have to write a report or you call us uh, for some kind of service, or maybe we stop you to write you a ticket, or we go to an accident. Whatever it is, you're housed in our jails. We are going to be communicating with you. And so we need to make sure that we hire people that are able to communicate and that get along with people. And that's one of the problems that we've had in the past. So I think it's important that we run it both, uh, both ways. Okay. And is that... Also, does that also apply to the how you would manage? Yes, yeah, and, and you need to manage by walking around. You need to get off off your butt, get out of your office, and I'm going to require that of the, the, the captains and other executives within the department because that's part of the problem. You know, um, you, you can't be traveling the world like the pre previous, previous sheriff did. Uh, you need to concentrate on running the, the organization. And you need to get out and you need to see what's taking place within the department. You can't sit there and say, I didn't know, nobody told you, uh, that kind of a thing. It, you have to get out and actually be involved in the department and be involved in the community. 
And how will you restore people's faith in the office of sheriff and the department as a whole and restore the integrity of the office? By holding people accountable and letting the public know. Uh, I believe in transparency. I believe in uh, accountability. Uh, and it's important that the community know what's taking place. So when, when things are happening, it's important that the sheriff uh, have a press conference and not have a spokesperson. I'm not going to have a spokesperson. Uh, I'm going to speak to the community, and I'm going to talk about what, what we're doing and how we're improving the department to, to rebuild that trust. And, uh, you know, within the cam- cameras, within the jails, uh, uh, cameras within the cars, cameras on the lapels, uh, those are very important to help build that trust because if you make a complaint against one of our deputies, and you say he was rude to me on the traffic stop, all we have to do is play back the tape. And we're going to know exactly what was said and what was his demeanor, if that's what your complaint is. Uh, right now, we don't have the ability to do that. And so I think it's important. That would also reduce lawsuits, say, in our jails, where an inmate makes a complaint that the deputies uh, beat him up for no reason. We play back the tape. We can see exactly what took place. So those are the kinds of things that I think are important to rebuild the trust back with the community. Okay, and moving on now, if a constituent were to ask you if you were elected, what would you do to reform and improve the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department? What would you say? And if a constituent were to ask you if you are elected, and what would you do to make the county safe and improve policing specifically, what would you say? Um, something I just talked about, the cameras. I think the cameras are to make it a safer environment. Uh, we need to have accountability, and the cameras in the cars, Cameras on the lapels, cameras in the jails, those are all very critical to, to doing that. And holding everybody accountable at all the ranks, uh, that's one of the problems that we have within the department is because, you know, you have a double standard. If, if you're an executive, you're within the department, uh, you could do something wrong and not be disciplined, and that creates a problem because the low-level deputies are going to know about that, they're going to hear about that, and that's an excuse for people sometimes to work in an unethical manner. They're going to say, well, they got away with it, so I'm going to be able to get away with it as well. And so that's one of the problems that we have. So holding everybody accountable, making sure that everybody is operating and behaving in an ethical manner. Is that for the reforming and improving the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department or for the making the county safer on the policing aspect? Well, the cameras are going to be making it safer as far as holding people accountable. But you need to give the people, the, the members of the department, the equipment and resources to do their job. For an example, we often don't have helicopters available. We don't have canine dogs available uh, because that's not a priority under the, the former sheriff. Uh, but that will be a priority under me. Um, basic little things, for example, like, um, uh, you know, you're going to you give us a call that somebody broke into your house, broke into your business. And uh, so having that helicopter available is a very valuable resource but we don't want to spend the money or they haven't been spending the money to have helicopters up all the time uh, because it's expensive, but that has to be a priority. You know, we have 1,500 people that have take-home cars. I'm going to eliminate that process, and that, that money that we're going to be saving, uh, 35000 car, gas, fuel, maintenance, everything else, um, is going to be used to provide the equipment and resources our people need. Laser sights on the guns, you, you know, that's another safety issue. You know, we need to know where that bullet's going to go. I don't want bullets going down the street and it hitting an innocent bystander. Or, you know, if there's a laser sight on that gun, then it's, you know where that red dot is, that's where the bullet's going to go. Uh, so those are the types of things that we need to make a priority and, and that I would do as a sheriff. Okay. And speaking of reform, do you support a Citizens Oversight Commission? 
I, I support a citizen oversight commission. I do not support what they currently have, and I'm the only candidate that's been outspoken about it. But we have several commissions already. One is the Office of Independent Review. The Office of Independent Review, which the Inspector General just came out and said he wants to eliminate, I've been talking about eliminating since I announced my candidacy in May, because the Office of Independent Review, even though it has a nice-sounding title, is not independent at all. I'm going to have to interrupt you just because you're deviating from the question. I just want to stay on topic for the question. So you answered you are in support of a Citizens Oversight Commission. So because and because of your answer to that, how much power would you like, would you want the body to have? Well, I think the body has to have some kind of investigative ability because let's say you file a complaint and we investigate it and you're not happy with the results. Right now, the inspector general only has the authority to monitor an investigation. He has no authority at all to conduct an investigation. So I think it's important to be able to conduct an investigation. Okay, and speaking of the inspector general, Max Huntsman, he is a corrupt politician's worst nightmare. Do you believe having an inspector general is a good idea? And if you are elected, what what will your relationship with the inspector general be, and how do you plan to work with him, if at all? Well, like I said, he has to have some kind of authority. And if he doesn't have authority, then he's going to go. I certainly agree with having transparency and having somebody or some commission, some group, that's going to have the authority to conduct an investigation if somebody says we did not conduct a thorough investigation or a fair investigation. So I don't have a problem with that. But, again, it has to be somebody who doesn't report to me, which is what we currently have, somebody who I do not pick. Uh, So it has to be somebody who really, truly is independent of the sheriff and the sheriff's department, and I would certainly work with that person. And would you plan to work with that person, or I'm sorry, not work with, but listen and respect what his comments are and change what he says to change? Yes. Okay. And what is your plan for looking into the internal actions of the department and for making changes to problems that arise? Well, we need, again, hold people accountable. So we have to conduct thorough investigations, unbiased investigations, so that we really look at what is the problem, what is the complaint, and we make sure that the investigators are are doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, the problem in the past is you have executives that are kind of controlling investigations. you got to remember, Max, that let's say I'm doing an investigation and I'm given direction that this investigation is to be founded or unfounded, then I interview people, and if you're going and to tell me, well, I saw the deputy kick this person for no reason, and I'm told we want this to be an unfounded investigation, then that investigation, that interview, could be totally left out. And so we need to make sure that we include all investigations, all interviews of everybody, so that we really get to the to the bottom of what's taking place. That's why you have officers, deputies that have been involved in numerous shootings, uh, excessive force cases, because over and over and over they do the investigation and, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, I, I don't go for that. And so when we do an investigation, we need to really get to the root of the problem. And if this individual is a problem, then we need to take steps to correct the problem or to terminate the employee. Okay, and I would like to now incorporate former Sheriff Lee Baca into our discussion. And for the purposes of disclosure and for those that do not know, 
Do you have any current or prior affiliation to or with Mr. Baca? In a, you said you were a lieutenant in the sheriff's department. Is that in this context of this question? How You said you weren't part of the Baca regime. Can you explain how being a lieutenant does not make you part of the Baca regime? Well, because you are not a, an executive within the department. You're not going to those executive staff meetings uh, where they discuss policy procedures and what's taking place within the department. Um, as far as my affiliation or my knowing of Mr. Baca, I ran against him in 2002. So I do know him, but um, I certainly don't believe in his leadership style. Okay. And he did resign, albeit at least partially for different reasons, after multiple scandals were uncovered. If new scandals, which started under the previous sheriff or under your tenure, are uncovered after the start of your term, what will you do? Well, I'd, uh, I, I'm going to request investigations uh, from outside agencies, uh, the FBI, if necessary, uh, because uh, I think it has to be from an outside organization. One of the things I want to do is bring in the FBI immediately to do a forensic audit. Uh, to audit all of the accounts that the Sheriff's Department have. We have numerous accounts, inmate welfare fund, narco forfeiture money, uh, our regular account that we have. We have the Youth Foundation. There's numerous accounts. And it, I spoke out about these uh, after I filed my papers in May. And coincidentally, in January, the Auditor Controller for Los Angeles County issued a report that said $168 million dollars from special accounts within the sheriff's department were mishandled. There's no investigation taking place. Nobody is telling the DA you need to look into this. Absolutely nothing is happening for $168 million that was mishandled. So I want the FBI to come in and do a forensic audit of all the accounts that we have, how much money have received, what have we done with it, and who is responsible for the mishandling of that money. Okay. So, uh, and the doors will be wide open. And what will you do to make sure there are no new scandals coming out of the sheriff's department? Hold people accountable. You know, um, for example, one of the candidates, Mr. Tanaka, went to the jail and told these young deputies who had been on a couple of years, work up to the line, work in the gray area. Uh, you know, that's encouraging unethical conduct. And as a result, we have indictments that have taken place because they were creating their own gang of deputies within the jails. They were brutally beating inmates. Uh, and when that happened, Mr. Baca didn't hold Tanaka accountable. He should have been fired. He, he instead let him uh, work until August, and he retired. So that's what I'm talking about. When, when people are involved in unethical, criminal, or corrupt conduct, they need to be held accountable. And as the sheriff, I'm going to hold them accountable. And they're gonna, that's the message from day one that I'm going to send out, and they're, they're going to understand it. And uh, first time somebody does something wrong, then we will hold them accountable. And... Uh, you know, having an undersheriff, the number two man of the department, go and talk to deputies in that manner was totally unacceptable, and that's, that's part of the problem. And speaking of the brass, there are still ranking officials and people who knew about the scandals in the department who were there, who were there while Mr. Baca was in office. If elected, will you attempt to re remove people who were senior officials under Sheriff Baca to make sure the department starts off fresh? Yes. We're, we're going to have investigations that never took place. Uh, because I, I want to, of course, be fair. I don't want to just automatically just start firing people, but I want to conduct investigations. I want to know who know who knew and when they knew it and what did they know, and hold those people accountable based on what the investigation reveals. Because you're absolutely right, Max. There's there's people at high-ranking places, and some of those people, uh, you know, are candidates that are running. And so 
they need to be held accountable for what they did, and, and I'm going to hold people accountable for their actions as well as their inaction uh, while I'm the sheriff. Okay. And many people have said that because Sheriff Baca kept affirming that he did not know about the scandals that the Los Angeles Times was reporting, he either turned a blind eye to them or he really did not know what was going on in his department. Even though it is very large, what will you do to make sure you know what is actually going on in the sheriff's department? Okay, first of all, I, I don't believe that for one minute that he did not know what was going on. Um, and even when he was told about things that uh, were taking place, he refused to take action. Mr. Tanaka is a perfect example. Um, but again, it's management by walking around. It's actually getting out and announce, not announcing that you're coming. That's part of the problem. Right now, the sheriff will say, oh, the sheriff's coming tomorrow to our station. Let's clean up things. Let's get everything ready. I don't want that. I'm just going to show up at a station or at a jail or any one of our facilities unannounced and just walk in the door to see what's really taking place. I think that's what's important, that you walk in, and if you hear somebody at the counter talking to somebody from the community in a rude manner, then we're going to hold them accountable. You know, if I walk in and there's no supervision or the supervisors are uh, away from the, the station or the area, then I'm going to hold them accountable. So, so it's, it's, it's just showing up unannounced and requiring that of the other executives to do that same thing because you need to show up in the middle of the night. You need to show up on the weekends and see what people are really doing because, you know, when you have an inmate, for example, that walks out of the inmate reception center just by switching a wristband, obviously policies and procedures were not being followed. And there again, when I talk about putting cameras in the jails, we would play back that video and we would be able to see what were those deputies in the release area doing when this inmate got released. Were they busy sending text messages? Were they uh, all out at lunch and there was only a new guy there? You know, what happened? and what procedures were not being followed for that to happen. So it, it comes down to holding everybody accountable at all ranks. Okay. And do you believe Mr. Baca brought any good to the department? Hmm. Um, I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, uh, we were. I came on the department in 1981. Peter Pitches was the sheriff, then it was Sherman Block, and then, of course, Mr. Baca. And... You know, as far as good to the department, I look at the equipment and resources we have, there's no improvement there. We used to be the premier law enforcement. We had the best technology. We had the best training. That's not the case anymore. Um, you know, the, the public trust, we've lost that. So what did he do good? Um, you know, there's some inmate programs, uh, but I, I don't agree with those programs either. We have computer programs that we have for the inmates, but many of those inmates, when they're released, they don't have a computer. So that's we need to have uh, skill training, uh, career training uh, for skills that these people are going to be able to use when they get out of the jail. So as far as what, you know, did he do good? Uh, I look at our youth programs. Those are staffing is way lower than they were when he took office. I can't, I can't think of anything. Okay. And moving on now to the Los Angeles... County Board of Supervisors, some of the candidates running for the 3rd District seat on the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors have said they would like to use the quote-unquote power of the purse to get the sheriff to make changes they or the board would like made. As sheriff, how would you respond if the power of the purse is used? Well, they've always had the power of the purse. You have to remember, Max, that 
The Board of Supervisors, the only control they have over the sheriff, because he's an elected official just like them, is his budget. That's the only thing they can control. So they've always had that. Um, but I think what's more important is the communication that takes place between the sheriff and the board, and also being fiscally responsible. Because what's happened is oftentimes there's money uh, allocated by the Board of Supervisors for certain projects or things that the sheriff wants to do that never take place. Uh, for example, they gave him millions of dollars to, in, to install cameras in the jails. They were never installed. They were sitting in a closet somewhere. So, uh, But they gave him the money to do that. And so those are the kinds of things I'm talking about. So I, I can understand their frustration and the, uh, that's taken place in the past because they're giving the money and he's not using that money appropriately. But I think what's important is the communication between the Board of Supervisors and me as the sheriff that, you know, I need the money for these uh, projects or whatever it is that we're going to be doing and then communicate back with them that we did do it, what we were supposed to do. And so, you know, I think if you have a good communication, then you don't have to get into the, you know, well, we're not going to give you any more money because, you know, we don't like the way you're running the organization. Um, so, so I think communication is number one. Okay. And moving on now, broadly and overall, and you have already said this, but if we can keep this short just so we can get it, just so we can lay it out there, okay. what changes would you like to make to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and the Office of Sheriff? Well, I, I want to make sure that, again, everybody's held accountable. And uh, giving the people who work for the department, the equipment and resources they, they need to do their job safely and efficiently and, and remind them through training uh, about being ethical or raise the hiring standards. We hire right now, Max, at 19 and a half. I want to raise that to 21 because I want to know what did you do from high school until your 21st birthday? Did you work? Did you go to school? And if you work, how were you when you came to dealing with the people, uh, either customer service or your fellow employees? Uh, and if you couldn't get along with people, then I don't want you. So uh, a lot of changes that, that would be immediate that the sheriff has the authority to do, I would implement uh, to improve the public trust and, and make sure that we're hiring the most qualified people. Okay. And I'd like to move on now, and we'll talk about hiring in a moment. A moment. But I want to talk about the federal government now and the 18 members of the sheriff's department that have been arrested in or that that were arrested regarding in I guess corruption within the sheriff's department is the proper wording there. If you are elected, what will you do to make sure that the behavior that caused all this and the culture itself are changed? So people know acting like these eighteen did is not okay and such behavior will not be tolerated. Okay. First of all, the the message has to be clear from the sheriff. You know, just like a principal sets the, the tone at a school, the sheriff sets the tone within the department. And so the message will be very clear that I will not tolerate unethical conduct by anybody. And so holding people accountable for what they should have done and didn't do or didn't do that should have been done uh, is what's number one and very important. If we have more supervisors, which is what I want to do also, uh, hold those supervisors accountable. You know, when all this abuse was taking place, when these deputies were acting like gang members in the jails, where were the supervisors? You know, and if we have, again, the cameras, then that's going to prevent a lot of unethical conduct from taking place. You know, if, if, a, if a deputy knows that there's cameras throughout the jail and there's one on his lapel, 
uh, and all of a sudden that thing gets turned off some way, uh, then we're going to know something took place. And so most likely whatever allegations were, are being made are most likely true. But they don't have any control over the ones in the ceilings, and they don't have any control over the ones in the cars. And if there's any way to prevent the camera from the lapel from being turned off, then that's what I want to do as well. So it comes down to holding people accountable so that we don't have the unethical conduct that's been taking place. Okay. And do you believe these 18 individuals should be fired? If so, will you immediately try to terminate them, or will you wait until after a trial if one is held? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't necessarily have to wait for a trial. If, if we have already, I don't know if we have conducted our own. Normally, a, a department investigation takes place after a criminal trial. So if they're not found not guilty or even if they're found guilty, uh, we could conduct our own investigation after the, the trial. So um, we want to make sure that we have a thorough investigation that takes place, again, preferably by, by an outside agency if it's involving, you know, criminal conduct. And then, of course, if it's a violation of our policies and procedures that would require termination, then they would be terminated because, that's the, the maximum degree of discipline that can be imposed. And if the allegations are true, then certainly those people would be fired. Okay. And I want to go back to going back go back to hiring for a moment. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department has a program called Friends of the Sheriff, which help applicants who are relatives or close friends of a member of the department during the hiring process. If you are elected sheriff, will you eliminate this program? Yes. Yes, we, nobody should get any kind of preferential treatment because of who you are or who you know. You know, you go through the process, uh, and, and again, I'm going to raise the hiring standards from what they are currently, uh, from 19 and a half to 21, but also uh, raise the standards within our academy. One thing that happened, Max, was about two years ago, our academy, the Sheriff's Department Academy, was closed for the first time in the history of the Sheriff's Department because we allowed... Uh, recruits in the academy to take tests three, four times until they pass, even though the state mandates you can only take it once uh, for remediation. Uh, and if you don't pass it that, that second time, then you're out. So uh, we allowed them to take it all these times, and the state closed the academy down because they found out that's what we were doing. And as a result of that, we have people that should never have been hired. And now we're seeing the, the, the problem because of those people being hired. And we also hired 200 people from the safety police that should never have been hired. You know, some of them were having um, uh, relationships with underage kids. I mean, just all kinds of bizarre stuff, robbery, assault. Uh, and we hired those people. You know, uh, we shouldn't have hired them. But uh, just because you're related or you're connected in some way, uh, you're not going to get any preferential treatment. Okay, and I want to go back to the jails one moment. We need a brief answer because we are essentially out of time. What will you do to find out the reason why the FBI informant was actually moved? Well, I know the FBI is doing their investigation. That will probably determine why he was moved. But I, I feel it was clearly he was moved because he was obtaining information that was going to be embarrassing to the department. Uh, he was, you know, communicating with the FBI on the phone. He was taking pictures of uh, force that was being used. Um, and so that, that's the reason why he was moved. You know, and they changed his name and showed he was released and everything else because they didn't want the FBI to communicate with him to really uncover what was taking place. So that's the cover-up. That's a cover-up that takes place all the way to the very top of this department that uh, should never have happened, uh, and that's part of the problem. When you have cover-ups like that, then, uh, you know, it encourages that cold of sighting. 
Okay, thank you very much for that, and thank you very much for joining me in the hot seat, Mr. Gomez. It was a pleasure having you. The hot seat after hours starts right now. You can email the hot seat inbox at the hot seat with Max Schwartz at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at Max Schwartz TV. You can also read and follow my blog at maxschwartztv.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to the hot seat's newsletter by clicking on the link on our page. Go to annenbergradio.org slash podcast and click on the link underneath the hot seat's description and enter your email address. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join me next time with Sheriff Candidate Lou Vince.